It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As we prep for basketball season finale for the men, we've got some women tournament updates. Clearly a hoop state for North Carolina as three of our schools decided that they were going to go ahead and win the big thing. We're going to talk about who could potentially keep things rolling for those ladies, but more importantly for the men, who is going to come out on top? Who is going to stutter step at that finish? There are so many players that could come close to being ACC player of the year, or could it just be anybody's? Let's talk about it on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Drizzy Drake back in the building for Free South Friday. So happy to have Drake once again. We're talking through women's tournament. We're talking through men's season finale of the regular season, that is. And there's a lot going on in the hoops world. And so glad to have him here to recap all of these vibes. Drizzy Drake, how are you feeling? Girl, March. <laughs> Got March Madness playing. Shout out to my boy Future. Okay. Basketball right there. We got AC tournament starting with the women's today. Also, or I think it was yesterday, actually today or Thursday. Mm-hmm. You know, people are listening to this. Also got men's AC tournament on Tuesday. One more game. I'm just stoked that March is finally here. Yeah, you know, we could talk about it. Sorry for your girls out of Florida State. Wake Forest said, listen, we do this tournament thing, okay? And that was certainly an exciting matchup. We'll get to that a little bit later in the show, but we want to get into the season finale, the regular season finale for the men's. It has been a long season. It has been an interesting, you know, national landscape of how people have viewed the ACC. But to me, it's been fun. Any given night, you could catch an L. I think that we haven't had one true clear ACC player of the year. We haven't had one true path for a you know really great team. It's been fun and really a toss-up for all of these things. But overall, a good season indeed. Saturday, we've got some great games. We're going to go through this list. Jersey Drake's going to give us his hot take. And then we'll go to final predictions as we look at the potential men's bracket. All right. So Virginia had a stutter stepping towards the finished kind of vibe lately, but they get to face off against Louisville, who held them pretty close last time. Louisville could be looking for that lick back. They are the number 13 team country, the Wahoos. Will they be able to beat Louisville at home on senior night? Ah, uh, Louisville. <laughs> Besides Florida State, is there another team in this conference that has been waiting for the season to, like, you know, kind of like come to somewhat of a close? Yeah, we've been asking Jersey Drake, do we think Kenny Payne gets another year? I mean, I am of the belief <laughs> that you typically don't fire someone within their first two to three seasons. Okay. But if you look at the season overall, you're four and 26 with wins against Western Kentucky, Florida AM. You have only two AC wins, even though the Clemson win a few weeks ago is a very, very good win. If you keep it somewhat close with Virginia, which Virginia is a very damn good team, as you've seen, but we believe them to do very well heading into postseason play. To me, this is a game where Virginia, they're probably going to be favored by 18 points. Folks, it's the last game of the year. It's one of the times you know you don't hold anything back. Take Louisville to cover the game, and I'll take Mary Kenny Payne to keep his job. 
love that for us. We're yeah, gonna hire instead of him to be honest with you, also too, because it's not it's not just the coach. Let's be real. Who wants the job at this point? Who, Beyond L. Ellis, who would want the job and all the things that come with it? All right, let's talk about Georgia Tech and Boston College. Boston College feeling a little bit. Georgia Tech feeling quite as good as well. Two teams that have had up and down seasons for sure but still have a lot of fight in them. It'll be senior night for Boston College out in Chestnut Hill. Quentin Post and the boys, Mr. Zachary and company. I feel like Boston College is going to handle business against the Yellow Jackets. I completely agree with that. I think it starts and ends with Quentin Post over there as well. I think Boston College, this will be a game where they'll be favored by three points, folks. I think you take this up to six. I don't. I think Georgia Tech is, if you look at the advanced metrics, these teams are actually neck and neck, I think, for per, per Bartorvik, which is the site that I use and folks when it is, Tournament time, when you're gambling for your smaller market teams, use Bartorovic. It helps you make a lot of money. Not sponsorship, but I just love the system that they use. They have them as the 156th and 159th team in the country. So basically, it's an even Stephen kind of game. Mm-hmm. But if you see Boston College favored by three and a half points or four at tip-off, to me, it leads me to believe that Georgia Tech, as I see them, they had that, what, the eight-game stretch where they lost every single straight game, but they've yeah. been to Louisville, been to Syracuse, beat Florida, uh, Florida Tech and Virginia Tech. It's okay. But yeah. to me, Boston College has been the more of a sound and consistent, more of a consistent team all year to give me a Boston College to cover up yeah. to at least five and a half. And they beat some heavy hitters, which I think is very impressive considering. And then, you know, I think Coach Grant has a lot of promise, and it's sort of the same thing where you talk about Louisville. Boston College wasn't great at the beginning, but they started turning things around. Boston College wasn't as bad as Louisville has been, but maybe if you just give a couple times, you know, you see some some spark there and things will get better. Florida State, Virginia Tech, speaking of teams that, you know, maybe the season is not the one. It's not the one, and that's okay. Or maybe not even NIT NIT vibes over there for the guys in Tallahassee. But Virginia Tech certainly should have had a better season, I think, with the leadership that they have defending ACC champions. And yet, they'll be playing on two-year night just fighting for the vibes. Just the vibes. It's a pure vibes type of thing here because also (laughs) I think the question you're going to have to ask for Florida State is – this potentially the last season for Coach Ham actually at FSU as the head basketball coach. I think mm. that's going to be a legitimate question you're going to have to ask because at FSU, Ham has basically built up a program that no one basically, I guess, came out to see very often. But now you see yourself as a new blood in this conference. You see, you know, the success that we've had in years past up until this, I think, these past two seasons. Yeah. And now you're going to ask yourself, is, is he going to be, you know, is he ready to basically, you know, bring transfer portal kids in, bring a lot more in, and basically, you know, change and flip over the roster, which he hasn't been able to have to do in quite some time, and do another overhaul with basically his coaching philosophy. And then you have a Virginia Tech team where that one stretch of, I think, what, six consecutive losses, it's really, it's an outlier to me. Because if you see there's just their games overall, they typically win, you know, two, win three, then you have a loss here and there. So with this Virginia Tech team, they I think you're right. This is a team that should have been a lot better. This should have been like a 22 like win team for the year. Actually, I was a big fan of Hunter Couture and Sean Padula. Those are two very, very outstanding role and solid, you know, contributors actually to a, to a, to a team. So to me, yeah. with Virginia Tech, they're probably be favored by 14. I will take Virginia Tech to win this game, even though you know FSU is coming off that great comeback win against Miami, last second shot. Shout out to my boy Matthew Cleveland over there, but. I'm taking Virginia Tech and this one to cover. No doubt about it. Let's move on to Wake Forest and Syracuse, two teams that, of course, have had, again, up and down seasons, probably should have gone better. Definitely some games that you want back for Wake Forest specifically because they had the talent to probably get into that NCAA tournament. But Syracuse is senior night. 
it could be Bayheim's last game. You never, and not because Bayheim wants it to be his last game, because they're like, all right, let's have an honest conversation reassessment if we shall. Yeah, I mean, if you they've let what lost four in a row to do Clemson and Pittsburgh, those are really, really damn good teams. So I really wouldn't, you know, sure. be holding up a much of that. But Wake Forest, I think, has shown that with players like a Tyree Appleby and Matthew Marsh and Demary Monsanto. That the losing Alonis Williams did hurt them a lot, even when he actually did leave for um, eligibility because you know going to the NBA draft. But overall, like you see, it's still a very solid team, but it should have been better. And I think yeah. that's kind of where you ask yourself, like how you started the show with this AC team is like anyone can win any given night. Is it that because the teams are so very, I guess, competitive and they're so solid, or is there a lot of teams that you just feel that there's a lot of expectations there? There's a, they left a lot to be desired over the course of the season. And to yeah. me, this is this is the perfect encapsulation of these two teams. And here. It's, it probably is Jim Beheim's last game. So, folks, take Beheim, take the plus points, take the money line. And if you can, get an alternate line over friends or FanDuel. A lot of people are saying that Tyler Appleby, it, excuse me, Tyree Appleby is ACC player of the year because based on, you know, him having the most points and all the things. Well, who I would mean, you he think? Plays 90, <laughs> he plays 90% of Wake's minutes, of course. <laughs> That's usually how that goes, you know, yeah. deductive reasoning, you know, of course. But if we're thinking about it, there hasn't really been just a star taking over. Be Isaiah Wong, Jarkel Joyner. You know what I'm saying? Like, who has been the guy? I mean, the fact that we're talking about this now. Yeah. There hasn't been a guy. Exactly. Like, and I mean, there's not like, like, oh, you know, I could pick, you know, Paolo Banchero over here. Or last <laughs> season, you know, Alonis Williams, too. Like, sorry, I love saying that kid's name. Paolo <laughs> Banchero, Banchero, Banchero. But, yeah, it's like if when you have to sit there and actually, like, who exactly is it? There's no clear, yeah. at least front runner or, like, people fighting for second and third. Then, yeah, maybe there really truly isn't one. So, maybe you look for the one that's been the most important to their team. And quite frankly to me, I think it's Isaiah Wong because I think Miami – in my personal opinion, is the best basketball team in the conference. Ooh, we, I know that was hard for you to say, but I'm so glad you said it. Let's talk about some game action here. We know you have opportunity to bet on Saturday's matchups tomorrow. Make sure that you do that. But if you're going to do it, you got to look for our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss a chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and the official sports betting partner of Locked On. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rocking and rolling with Drizzy Drake. We're talking through Saturday's finale games for the men. We will touch on the women's tournament as it continues to roll on. Pitt and Miami, two top 25 teams. Pitt had a little stutter step for Notre Dame senior night. They said, all right, we're the fighting Mike Braves. We're going to make sure that we get him out on top. We saw him in the bar cheering with people. We always said that Mike Braves definitely a guy we want to go get a beer with. It was very true. As you saw content around social media, that he is that mm -hmm. guy, but there's more, there was enough to celebrate after beating a top 25 program in Pitt, especially with the season that Notre Dame had. Now your Pitt, you're going up against arguably the best team in the ACC. You need the dub. 
but it's senior night for Miami and Coral Gables. I don't know if you come away with it this time. You won't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, listen, when you have when you lose a game and then you see the homie Mike Bray out there taking shots of Jameson, you know, at the bar, just that's just oh, that's our guy. Yeah, that that man, uh, that <laughs> that's an aggressive, aggressive way to go out after the night because Jameson. Oh, Miami. I mean, senior night. They've had a week to kind of like think about the loss of Florida State, where they are the first team I think in college basketball history to lose a 20 to lose a game they led and they led a game with 25 points after the half yeah out of of like 900 plus chances that's kind of rough but so if for pittsburgh you don't want to be the next person up for that and then also miami has true true like aspirations to not only win the conference title but also make a super deep run in the ncaa tournament so to me miami will probably be favored by seven miami might just honestly showcase like how good this team really actually is heading into yeah. market. They're going to get be and they're hot, but then they're going to keep getting hot at the right time. Yeah, listen, I think Coach Larinaga is arguably should be co- ACC Coach of the Year. I know people are maybe making that argument in that case for Capel, but I think what consistency we have seen from a year that we thought, okay, that was that could have been a fluke, but Larinaga came back and said, nah, not only is it not a fluke, but we are really in the top of the conversations. And they're better I, than last year. Yeah. Nigel Pack, you know, coming out of nowhere. Omier having a great year as a big man. I think they just have a lot of sharp shooters. And even when we were always saying if Isaiah Wong isn't it, the team runs through him, which, yes, true. But as we've seen the pro- progress of this team, we've definitely seen the development to where other guys could be on for the night, and he doesn't necessarily have to be the mainstay. Let me say with Jordan Miller. I mean, that yeah. kid's also a damn stud, too. Like, Jordan Miller, Isaiah Wong, Omier, Pack, and Poplar, those are like it's – yeah. Look overall, that team is also extremely deep and they play a lot of minutes and they're always looking fresh and they always look good. Yeah. Like going up and down the court, basically dissecting defenses and playing really good defense. So to me, this Miami team, like I know you say you hate to say it, but I love watching good basketball and yeah. I love betting on teams that make me money. And Miami has been that team for me so far the entire season. So folks, all of me take Miami to cover this game and they're definitely going to be winning this by 10 plus. No doubt about it. North Carolina looking for its 20th win of the season. It is a first out if they don't get it. <laughs> They're facing their arch nemesis in the Duke Blue Devils at home. This could potentially be Armando Baycott's last game as a Tar Heel. If you haven't seen Outer Banks, guys, episode eight, he's in that bad boy. He has one line, says one word, and it's money. And sorry, had to give it away for you. But all my guy knows how to do is get them checks. Now, can he get this dub? I don't know. Duke's feeling themselves after that NC State win. And I just think if there was ever a time for UNC to figure it out, play with some urgency, dominate, start to finish, let this be the game. Don't wait to the tournament where you're desperate and you know you have to win in order to get NCAA tournament. Let this be the game that you go ahead and secure the bag. Please, God. I I, I got a good feeling on Baycott for this, honestly. I mean, I really, really do. I mean, wasn't it? There was a game last year. Last game, a very, very important and very influential head coach that happened between rivals. And I think one of those teams was, you know, the heavily fair because it was his last game. What happened in that game, Candace? Uh, North Carolina said, hold my beer. I got this. We're going to we're going to put the team on our back jersey on the name on the front vibes. So, yeah, Armando Baycott is going to be Armando Money Baycott because he will be cashing them checks, slamming them dunks. And I think North Carolina actually will probably win this game. And quite frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if you see North Carolina actually favor this game by two and a half, three points. And to me, I think you ha- you're right. They have to win this game to get in the tournament. Yeah. And then if they don't, they'll be on the bubble watch. They might get in based off a name. And then you're going to have the questions like, oh, did you get in based off your name? But if you don't get it all, period, 
all those all the talking about Coach Hubert Davis from last season that's coming over into this season is going to be even louder hanging in the offseason. And oh, that's yeah. something you really, really don't want to have if you do UNC Tar Heels. You know, we haven't really seen – I think the Duke – the NC State game for me was the first kind of hit, but the villainous side of the Duke Blue Devils in terms of wanting to spoil things and ruining things for somebody. How great will it be for Filipowski to kind of take it to Armando Baycott mm-hmm. and be able to, you know, keep them out of the tournament or Jeremy Roach and his leadership that he talked a lot about last time they met up, how there wasn't any communication between the Tar Heels and they had a lack of accountability for each other. They weren't communicating on defense and it just feels as if this has got to be the game where they play for this up here and not that back there. I'm not gonna say, not gonna get too dicey about it. I'm just saying, I'm a little stressed. But I don't get. Call, this is what we like call sports, man. There's, I don't, there's but I don't feel no ways because a lot of people be on like, oh, came as you love me. Like I like UNC just fine. I'm a graduate. Love all that. I don't. My my day is not made or broken by a dub from these Tar Heels. Because I ain't got no nil money. Ain't nobody writing a check over here besides locked on. So I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna be just fine. A wise man once told me my boss isn't going to fire me, my fiance isn't going to leave me, and my parents will stop loving me if the FSU Seminoles lose a game. <laughs> it does not dictate anything else in my life. However, the one reason why we love college sports is because there's always this one or two teams. Yeah. We see the color, we see the mascot, and then we see the you know the dumb alumni for Duke. It's always the Christian Leitner, Grayson Aller, and JJ Reck for myself. It's whoever the hell is playing quarterback in Miami now because I don't even know who is anymore because that team yeah. is terrible. But overall, to me. It's games like this I'm very excited for. And to me, it's a UNC team that needs to win that. Not only do they have the urgency you know, to do that, they get to do it against their biggest rival. And I think that's going to be the design factor for how they show up on Saturday. Yeah, a thousand percent. Final game, senior night for Clemson. They'll face off against Notre Dame. Notre Dame clearly on a high. Crazier things have happened. I think Clemson takes care of business here. They got to get themselves prepped and ready for a strong tournament run. They're going to need to win that ACC tournament or to get into the NCAA tournament, I feel. I feel like that's their vibe. But I think the Tigers certainly can make the case for themselves. Hunter Tyson, P.J. Hall, Galloway is going to be a great showing for the Tigers. They're a strong team. They've been a strong team. They felt they, you know, Figure, didn't figure, figure things out well towards the middle of the season. They were in the race for being the best one out here. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking to myself, you know, if they're going to play spoiler, at least let it be against a good team as Notre Dame. But I don't see a spoil happening here for the Tigers. Uh, no. I mean, overall, I mean, to me, this is a game where, I mean, I do like Hunter Tyson. Uh, PJ Hall's a great player. Brevin Galloway, not only is a great basketball player, but he's also has great commercials. I don't know if you saw the Nuts commercial that actually had. <laughs> Um, actually, that kid is a pretty hilarious over there. And then with Notre Dame, yeah. yeah, they got the win for, you know, Coach Mike Bray. Now they're all hanging out, partying. It's a much-needed win. I think it was after a seven-game losing streak. Because they know top. there's nothing after this. This this exactly. is it for them. This is their Super Bowl. That this was their is, Super Bowl. That was their Super Bowl. And so yeah. I was like, you know what? Now we have to go over to Clemson. There's nothing to do in Clemson. Trust me, folks, <laughs> I have been there for bowl games. Especially on Saturday, everything closes at midnight. They'll probably be done before. They'll probably be done around that time. So, it ain't fun. So, yeah. quite frankly, it's a business trip. It's something that could have been done in an email. To me, this is a Clemson team that's going to win, win by 10, 11 points. So, take them to cover. There you have it. All right. That is your full look at the men. That is all of the grand scheme for the regular season season finale. We'll see who comes in top. I know we talked about potential bracket opportunities. But as I mentioned, it hasn't quite finished yet. However, if it were to end today... Pitt would be the number one team, followed by Miami, then Virginia, and Clemson. 
So you they don't they wouldn't play to the quarterfinals, and you would have to start out between Georgia Tech, Florida State, Boston College, Louisville, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame. They would play on Tuesday. They would have to face off against Wake Forest, Syracuse, Duke, North Carolina, and NC State. And from there you go and have it. If you were to pick a championship team right now, who you got? It's Miami. Championship game. Okay, excuse me. Yeah, Miami's going to win it all. Who are they going to play against? Uh, I would need the bracket in front of me to see, but it definitely is going to be, let's see. Because I have Virginia, NC State, North Carolina, or Louisville, Boston College, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame. That's who uh, Miami would face off against. You said Virginia, UNC, and who else? Virginia, UNC. Well, they would have to play UNC to try and get to the semifinals, but they would play Virginia, NC State. Okay. Or Notre okay. Dame. Yeah, no, no, see. I mean, I think I mean I think it's gonna be Miami. I think it's probably gonna be because no, I have I have a well. Right that was sorry. I'm slow. I, let me actually I'm no. Pretty. I think it, honestly, I would just go with Miami and Pitt. They would have to face off. Yes, I said that incorrectly. Yeah. I'm pretty. They would have to face off against a Clemson or a Pitt team or Syracuse, Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, or a Florida State. And I, I think Ooh. them being the two seed actually helps them. I mean, they're going to be playing you know tough for opponents to playing our Virginia team and playing that overall. But to me, I think. If they were able to make a championship game, they're going to go up against a pit team who has like a slightly not easier road per se, but they're definitely going to be going up against basically a team probably a Wake Forest, and they'll go up against a team that's honestly might not still even be there. Should they probably get kind of the luck of the draw? So to me, it's going to be Miami, Miami and Pitt, and I think Miami though as the best team in the conference. That's it's it literally to me is their talent to lose. You know, Miami. Don't embarrass us because we put a lot of faith in y'all. We've seen it before. For two seasons. For two seasons of basketball. <laughs> we put a lot of faith in y'all. We're not trying to do it again. All right. The women's tournament is underway at the time of our recording. Boston College and Miami are facing off. But today was full of the North Carolina Hoop State victory. Wake Forest took on Florida State. And the second largest ACC comeback in history went on a 26-0 run. You don't play with Jewel Spears and the girls. Let me tell you, they are tournament cuties, baddies, all the things. Florida State, you know, I think Michaela and Tanaya, they're going to have a lot. Their whole future is bright. They got a lot ahead of them. Welcome to the big leagues. Welcome to the pressure of a tournament. Here you go. They they figured it out after the 65-54 loss. I think they will. Um, I think that Brooke Wyckoff, who's the uh, head coach for FSU Seminoles basketball, after she plays Sue Samuel, she's a former player. I think she understands uh, what's needed to be done, like you were saying before we started recording, this is a very, very young team led by a very young, uh, probably all-star performer in tonight, Latson. We did get back up Brianna Turnout. She did come back after a 10-game absence. And this is a team that, yes, is very, very young, but it's kind of scary if this team is that young and they're this damn good. And yeah. to me, this is a te- team that probably you'll see as a Sweet 16 team, probably for density tournament time. For me, the real test is going to be for 2023 because, like you're saying, a young team, this team, if they get, if they can get some experience in some experience in the actual NCAA tournament, and they get de- get deep enough, that's a scary team. Actually, get some experience behind them because, like you're right, they need to grow up a little bit, and maybe we'll see that you know come March. Absolutely, Syracuse and NC State. It was all things NC State, eighty three to fifty eight victory. Good on the pack. They have not lost yet in 2020 and beyond when it comes to ACC tournament. Could it be the luck of the draw? Maybe they're feeling it. They know they want to get themselves into that NCAA tournament and have a great run. So shout out to them for that big dub. North Carolina beat Clemson 68 to 58. North Carolina, a team that has everything in front of them. They just sometimes get in their own way. (sighs) 
I, you know, whatever, whatever have you, it's going to be a nice and fun one as tomorrow's slate of games look very much like, hey, we are the top four teams for a reason. Wake Forest will face off against Louisville. NC State will play Notre Dame. And then North Carolina will face off against Duke. Third time, three sweeps. They already swept them once. Why not twice? Why not do it again? And then Virginia Tech will play the winner of Miami and Boston College. So there's that. I'm thinking Notre Dame's going to win the whole kit and caboodle. Louisville definitely has put themselves in the conversation. I'm not going to be upset if North Carolina does it. You feel me? Like, you know, just just the vibes. Just the vibes. We're always here for the vibes. (laughs) You know this at this point. Come on. Yeah, a thousand percent. There's just so much good basketball going on right now, I think, for the ACC. I hate that we're getting such a bad rep, but let me tell you, it's been we've did not we've defied the odds before. You know, we've had a rough showing from football and basketball. Let's just keep it a band. Hasn't exactly been love, but I feel like good things are coming in 2023. Like I think there's gonna be a strong run for Miami in basketball. There's gonna be a strong run for Notre Dame and women's basketball. And then going into the season of football, my guy, Florida State, holding it down. Do what they do. Clemson Girl, also we're, right we're behind it. I'm just gonna say it right now. That you one of the hot take times we're going 12. We're going 12 no. We ain't lo- we ain't losing, we ain't losing this fucking season. Come on now. You think so? <laughs> if y'all go 12 and 0, I will buy you a steak dinner. You Oof. heard it here first. If y'all go 12 and 0, I will buy you the steak size of your back. But I'm here for it because I really want an I really want to have a national championship conversation. Like I can't wait. Yo, I mean, we're going to we'll get that soon. I mean, we got our ourselves, we got Clemson all, all, obviously there. We'll uh, misses me being, you know, me, but Miami can if they actually, you know, if they made the hires of Lance Gidry, defense coordinator, it's a good yeah. hire as well as the, um, I forgot the guy's name. I think uh, Dawson, the offensive coordinator from Houston, that'll be good. And also shout out Jason Taylor, who is now the defensive defense coach actually over there. He has a great resume coaching down here in South Florida at, at St. Thomas Aquinas. So we'll see with that if Mario, yeah. Super Mario, can get out of his way a little bit with coaching. Maybe just maybe because the talent, it's there. Yeah, I'm not sugarcoating it. The talent is there. Is there? So you. Right there for the picking, but uh, no, Evans is going 12 0. We're winning it all. We're hanging out. It's going to start there in Orlando. We'll play LSU. It'll be wonderful. Okay. You heard it here first, guys. Drizzy Drake, where can these people find you if they want to check out all your work? You can follow me at tally underscore underscore Drake. You can see it at, on the uh, list below. You can follow my code at, at FSU Noel. That good. It says F, F is a, the S is a five, as a five. The S, the O is a zero because Dave is. A thousand years old. I think he's has ARP car. Actually, he's coming in the mail. And you can follow us at Knowles Anonymous, where we basically get engaged with our fans, get themes for episodes, and also get our messages for our mandatorial Madback Monday. And as always, we're fans first, people second, and content creators third. Love to hear it, guys. Come back on Monday. We'll recap all the things and prepare you for the ACC men's tournament. We'll have a women's champion to discuss. Excited for that one. For Gannis Cooper and Jersey Drake, have a great and safe weekend. Until next. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.